Have you been feeling stuck, limited, or blocked in your spiritual life? Are you looking for breakthrough today? We are here creating a safe place to uncover real answers to honest questions. Because this is not just another self-help podcast. This is Life for Your Soul. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome to Life for Your Soul. Episode 23, our Rama episode. For January. Yep. We get to talk to you today and bring the word of the Lord, whatever it may be. Um, so what we were talking about, actually, noodling around some thoughts about some different things. Um, I'd like to revisit our whole Christianese thing. We haven't talked about Christianese since the beginning of the podcast. This is true. We have had a buzzer in a few episodes, if you didn't catch that. <clears throat> so go and back, find them. I don't know. I don't know if we've been using Christianese and we just haven't been catching it. Yeah, we're not aware. Or if we've been more intentional about not using it. But um, one of the Christianese things that you hear is when people are like, you just need an intimate relationship with Jesus. Like oh, You just need yeah. an intimate relationship with the Lord. Yep. And I mean, Virginia and I like totally get that. Like we totally understand what you mean by that. But I'm just wondering how many people feel frustrated by phrases like that because they're like, right. what does that even mean? I and what mean, does that mean intimate? For, and what does that mean for my current relationship with the Lord? Is it not where it's supposed to be? Do I need to doubt? <laughs> and, um, and so we're thinking, you know, how do we make some of this Christianese a little bit more practical? Yeah, that's good. Um, just as a, a little joke story, um, I'm sure Jordan won't mind me telling this, but, um, when Jordan <laughs> first started coming to Relentless and he's getting back into the swing of things and going to church and everything, everyone's like, well, it's just that season that you're in, or this is, you know, he kept hearing people saying the season you're in this season or that season. It's just not the season for you. You're not in your season. Yeah. And Jordan was legitimately like, I don't understand like what is everyone talking about are we talking about spring winter fall summer? summer like what's going on i don't don't understand <laughs> and i yeah. think a lot of if you guys have been listening to us we really try to make this podcast really practical and really like we try to avoid all those esoteric overly convoluted complicated ways of saying things we try to make it as plain as possible yeah because we want everyone to really grasp things as best as possible yeah and if we end up getting a little heady sometimes that's right sometimes you know come in and break it down a little bit when rachel's getting too smart (laughs) (laughs) um so if you know just a side note if there's any Christianese that we're using that somebody needs clarification on, they're welcome to, you know, ask us on our social media platforms and say, hey, what's this Christianese? I need yeah. an explanation. Um, but today I think we'll just tackle the whole, you just need an intimate relationship with God. Yeah. Yeah. And what you, that you need means. to get in his face. You need to soak. I can just see someone. You need to soak. I can just see someone being like, okay, but we're not going to see his face till we're in heaven. So like, how am I supposed to get in his face? <laughs> um, Could you imagine someone? Sorry, I just got this image of like someone trying to pick a fight with the Lord. Like, I'm going to get in his face. <laughs> well, and then you have that verse or somewhere in the Bible where it says no one's seen the face of God and 
and live and basically live. yeah that's, that's what i mean <laughs> yeah like like, uh, i thought that wasn't yeah. um so there's always this big debate about whether you can see god's face before you die um but yeah like we have a situation where um you know what does that mean you have a relationship well if you've listened to us um we've pretty much said over and over again that you can have a relationship with god that he is no knowable and that Holy Spirit is here. When you receive Jesus, you receive Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit is that connection point, and he helps you have a relationship. And you have a relationship with Jesus, with Father God, and with Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, you know, some of this stuff is actually just spiritually grasped. Like, it doesn't always make head sense. Like, it, you know, he's, yeah, it's like he's you- three persons, but he's one. And yeah. Jesus is the Son, God's the Father, Holy Spirit is the Spirit, but they're all the same, but they're all different. And, and honestly, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know, it's kind of like if you had a set of triplets that you were friends with. Like, mm. it would take you a while to work out who's who, but even though they're so similar, you know that each one has their own distinctive, you know, personality, even if they all look the same. I know it's a really poor example, but it's kind of like that. It's like Holy Spirit, Jesus, and God are kind of. They're all the same. They're they're all the same, but there's nuances to them that as you grow through life and, and, and grasp things and, and God reveals himself to you in different ways, you kind of get to know God more as your actual father Mm. and you kind of get to know Jesus as your intimate friend and you, and you, you get to know Holy Spirit as your comforter and your counselor. Like it just, it, it innately happens over time. But it all kind of is based on faith. And unfortunately, with a lot of this stuff, it's not that we're saying check your brain at the door. It's that it has to be spiritually understood first and then filtered down to your brain. And then your brain's like, okay, it's like your brain's receiving the information versus trying to figure it out. Well, some of it is like, some of it is in context. Like for me, I didn't understand a lot of that kind of language when I joined our church and then hearing people talk and share stories and kind of go through things. I'm like, Oh, I think I get what they're saying, you know, because they're just by context. Um, But there's also an argument to be had that we don't need any of that language at all. Like we should stop making things so Christianese and just start speaking more plainly. (laughs) Like, you know, I had, I had somebody when I was newer in, um, this pair Pentecostal charismatic kind of space of they were giving a prophetic word and they said, I don't even want to say a season because it's not even going to be, you know, three or four months. It's longer than that. And that was the first time I had heard anyone even put a time limit or a time, any kind of encapsulation on what a quote unquote season is, you know, whatever season you're walking through. Mm. And logically it makes lots of sense. And I know, you know, it doesn't always have to be bound like that, but it does make things more complicated sometimes than they need to be. Like, why can't we just say like, yeah, you're single right now. You know, like just <laughs> you're clearly not time to get married yet. Cause you're, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I think. So if you think about a relationship, like a relationships in general, when you hang out with people you like, it's like pretty natural. I mean, things can be a little awkward at first, you know, like, um, I was just 
telling someone today and she knows who she is. I was like, um, I'm intentionally going to be your friend, like heads up warning. Like, and you have to do that as an adult. You you kind of do. Like, you have to be like, hey, I want to be your friend. So we actually have to schedule some things because if we don't, it'll just be, we'll just be ships passing in the night until a project or something brings us together. Yeah. I mean, I spend tons of time with Virginia, but partly it's because of the project we're doing together. Did you hear the pain in her voice when she said that? (laughs) What? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just throwing you under the bus. Um, (laughs) No, it's true though, because when you're younger, when you're, I don't know, pick an age young uh if you hang out with somebody like one or two times and you get along it's like boom okay you're friends like you don't even have to talk about it like you just know your friends mm-hmm. but actually when i was a kid i spent time at um a family's house so my dad had a friend and he would meet weekly with him and hang out and they had two girls close to my age and so my dad would take me there and it's like i'm going to their house to play because, you know, that's what you do when you're a kid. Yeah. And they just assume that because we're all girls and we're all about the same age that we just would magically get along. Mm. Like, it would just be fine. And I tried so hard. Like, I was stuck going to their house every week. I wanted to be her friend so bad. And there was just this conflict there. Like, there was just this, like, she just either didn't trust me or you know she was mean to me and it was like it was like a little bit torturous for us to hang out every thursday night because it was just it just wasn't working yeah and i was like i don't know eight or nine ten something like that and i was at the store and i saw this best friend's necklace you know the heart with the broken Uh, in two pieces yeah yeah and i asked my mom i said mom i feel like god's telling me to buy this get this necklace and to give half of it to this girl because it's really the older girl that i was having the run-in with the Mm. one that was my same age and um my mom's like okay so she bought it for me i gave her that necklace and something happened like she just it was like a a switch flipped it's like i guess she really believed me that i wanted to be her friend or something at that point and like from that point on like the conflict almost entirely dissolved like the issues we were having and you, the, you melted her exterior you broke through I, her ice you know, but it was like it was like i think in my eight-year-oldness or 10-year-oldness i think god actually showed me what to do yeah because i was so desperate i was like god this is no fun like i'm going to this girl's house and she doesn't want to be my friend i'm supposed to be her yeah. friend and they're making us be friends and it's not working <laughs> You know, I, I, I wanted to hang out with her mom instead, like in the kitchen, because it was no fun. Yeah. And they're like, go play, go play. They always stuck us on the back porch in the cold of winter. Like we were back there, the screened in porch. It was like 40 oh, degrees geez. back there. Anyway, they're like, go play. <laughs> That's beyond the, what I'm talking about. But um, yeah, like there's something about relationships that they are organic, but sometimes you have to be intentional about them. Yeah. And I think with your spiritual relationship with God, you really, one, you just got to believe him. Like you got to believe the word. You got to believe God when he says that you must first believe that he is and he's a rewarder of those who seek him. I think that's in Hebrews. Like there has to be a point where you have to put your foot in the, the, what am I trying to say? Like, you know what I mean? Like you're not... Like you take the plunge, <laughs> yeah. You, know, you, you just the you take step. the yeah. plunge, you take the first step, and you go. I'm just gonna trust that I'm gonna reach out to the God of the universe, and He's gonna reach back to me. 
And, and when you have the word of God, like you have a structure and you have truth that you can use to reach out to him. And it helps because you have like healthy boundaries around who God is and how to reach him, how to talk to him, how to receive from him. And, um, you're not flying blind in that area. Um, but yeah, a lot of it is you have to just try. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to put yourself out um, there. I, honestly, at some point in my youth, I had to just believe that he was God is and that he's a reward of those who seek him. That if I really pray to him or seek him, that he was going to show up. And, you know, he did. And um, and he does that with all of us. And he, yeah. if, and if you don't feel like you're there, he will show up. <laughs> he will absolutely show up. Um. In fact, probably the, I, I, in reality, I would like to read y'all John chapters 14, 15, and 16. Like, I would like to actually, <laughs> on this mic, read Just you read three the chapters. whole pass, passage. Um, but really, I really encourage you guys, like, if you're having a struggle trying to connect with God or Holy Spirit or Jesus or the Father or, or whatever, or you're a little confused about it all, Read John 14, 15, and 16, and 17. Like, Jesus, basically, I just it's, imagine it's, you keep going. it's the message he gives to the disciples right before he's going to die. And he says, if you've seen me, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He's like, I represent the Father. And if you love me, if you're my friend, you'll obey my commandments. Like, I obey the Father. Mm. And he's like, and I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit is going to reveal truth to you. He's going to be your counselor. He's going to be, he's going to do all of these things. And Jesus prays to the Father. He says, God, may they all be one with us. Like, I'm one with you. And, you know, like, it's his prayer for the church in those chapters. It's him expressing his love and and saying, like, this is what real love is. This is how you have a relationship with me. And so if you're really struggling in that area, I mean, honestly, you could you could camp out in those chapters for the rest of your life. That's good. And, <laughs> and not read any other pastor in, passage in Scripture. And you, you would still be, probably be okay. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, but I am going to read a passage. <laughs> of course. Uh, your assignment is to read... John, but I'm going to read you a little bit out of Ephesians chapter one, and um, I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation. That's usually what I read out of because it's usually what I have in front of me. Um, Ephesians chapter one, verse three, all praise to God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God described, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us into himself through Jesus Christ. This is what we, he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with his blood, with the blood of his son, and forgave our sins. He has showered us his kind, he showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. 
God has revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. I'm going to skip to verse 13. And when you believed in Christ, his he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God, God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. Okay, so in that passage, we have all praise to God, mm-hmm. who did all these things through his Son, Christ, and then Christ through Christ we have Holy Spirit. So just in that one chapter... The Apostle Paul explains like how it all works together. <laughs> like you need all three. Yeah. And um you know, it's kinda like you know when you have a mom and a dad, like things just work better when you have both. Like there's something that the mom provides and there's something that the dad provides. Yeah, absolutely. And it's kinda like that. Like every the expression well, I mean that is how the Lord intended us to be. Was because Yeah. But the expression of God is fully revealed. Through the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Like, it took all three forms of him to produce that. Um, two common examples people give about, like, how to explain this in natural terms would be, like, water. You know, water can come in three forms. It comes as, a you know, H2O, regular water. It can be uh, frozen into ice, which changes its molecular structure, but it's still water. Mm-hmm. And then it, it can be he- heated into steam. Which, once again, it like changes form, but it's still water. Yeah, water as a liquid, or as a solid, or as a gas. But, you know, ice is extremely cold, and you can't drink it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Even though it's still water, each part of it, steam, ice, or regular water, can only do what it can do. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. like, unique in that aspect. So, like, God needed all three of him, parts of him to accomplish everything that yeah. he sent to do. And... Jesus is the point. Like Jesus said, I came to reveal the Father. Yep. He said, he repeated that over and over again. I'm here to show you the Father. I'm here to show you the Father. I represent the Father. I am the physical representation of who God is. Everything I do is what the Father says. I only say and do what the Father tells me. Yep. And he's like, and the Holy Spirit is here with me doing the works through me. Like, and then, so the Father is in heaven. Jesus represents the Father here on earth. Jesus has to leave and go to heaven, and then Holy Spirit is here. So you you get Holy Spirit kind of is, you know, the Father and Jesus in you. Like he, yeah. you know, it's like he's, he's the access because, point. right, everything Jesus did was, like you said, to the Father, and Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. So, yeah, you get them both. So, and they're never in competition with each other. Like Jesus said, may they be one as we are one. Like they are not ever in competition with each other. So, like, if you're talking, if you if you pray to God, if you pray to Holy Spirit, if you pray to Jesus, you're kind of all praying the same thing. Now, the reason why Jesus has such preeminence, it says if if Jesus said, if I be lifted up, the Son of Man be lifted up, it will draw all men unto him. 
you know, like the salvation part, Jesus did the hard work of coming and becoming a man Mm -hmm. and operating. He's the one that felt our pain and identified with us and knows, you know, that stupid song from the nineties where she goes, what if God was one of us? And I kept going, but he he was, was. he He was, was. (laughs) (laughs) like he did just a stranger. One of us, you know, feel pain, all this. Like he did, he did, he did. She wrote this song and it's like, Jesus, hello. Like, that's what he did. Like, he hashtag came. Jesus, bro. Like, he came. <laughs> and um, and then Holy Spirit is the whole sevenfold spirit of God, the mind of God and Christ in us. So, like, literally, you get the best of everything because God is like this giant package surprise of never-ending wonderfulness that just continues to unfold for all eternity and we'll never completely figure them out and to be fair i don't really want to no like and we're not going to like that's the other thing and when you have your friend like do you sit there and analyze your friend and like Mm. you know like friendship kind of gets if you're constantly analyzing and and now there is a because there's a anal yeah I get the analyzing there is a uh, a closeness that you get just from proximity and from mm-hmm. doing life like I had a really good friend and we worked together and we worked out together and we hung out together but then an opportunity presented itself for me to move in with her and her husband and then when we became roommates like our whole friendship went to a completely new level because we were literally doing life day in, day out together. And um, like we have a really strong relationship now, even though she's far away, because we spent time living with each other. And it really grounded and bonded our friendship in a way that just like hanging out a lot wouldn't have done in to that degree. So yeah, you don't want to analyze your friends. You don't want to be at a place where you're, you know, let me analyze every detail of your past. I need to know every needed degree detail of everything that's ever happened to you and blah, blah, blah. That is like, okay, well, are you my scientist? Kind of like analyze <laughs> pulling me apart. Are you a therapist in a weird way? Like, no, you're my friend. Um, but there is a beautiful depth of friendship and relationship that comes when you are, that's where that intimacy is. It's not like a sexual intimacy. It's a, I'm doing life with you so intertwined in our things together that I get to see all these facets of you that I wouldn't normally. And it's like that excitement when you're like, Oh my gosh, when I show this to my friend, I know exactly what they're going to say. Or, Oh my gosh, I just saw this thing at the store and I have to buy my friend this because I know it's just going to be like, Oh, it's amazing. It's more of that. It's a joy. But think about it. Even in relationships and marriage or whatever, like you never really stop getting to know somebody. Mm-hmm. Like even after years and years and years, there's always something you don't know. Just think how much more it is with God. <laughs> yeah, the infinite God. <laughs> so, I, I'm just saying, don't get discouraged. Um, if you, yeah, Especially if you don't feel like you have it figured out or you don't have like, like if you don't feel that you have a great intimacy with him, if you don't feel... Um, like you have been in his face, so to speak. Well, that's great. I mean, you have so much end covering you get to do. You have so much relationship you get to build. I would view it as an opportunity um, and a joyful thing to look forward to and to be excited about of getting to know your creator and having a relationship. 
Um, I think some practical ways. Okay. So one, believing that he wants to talk to you and communicate to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so reading the Bible. If you really want to know, get to know the Father, you read the Old Testament prophets. Mm, yeah. You know, if you really want to get to know how to talk to God and, and wrestle with God and all that, read the Psalms. If you want to know more about Jesus, read the Gospels. If you want to know more about the Holy Spirit, you read the New Testament letters. You read and you read, uh, if you want to know about Jesus as king and like reigning, like not just the suffering servant who came and died, but the king of all kings, the Lord of lords, you know, you read Revelation. If you want to know what the father's original intent was and how he interacted with mankind in the beginning, you read Genesis. Do you know what I mean? Like there's... Like every part of the Bible reveals something about God and and there's a lot of parts of the Bible that's direct quotes of God talking. Mm, and when yeah. you read those on a regular basis, you get to know his voice. You get to know how he thinks about things. You get to know how he talks. And that's when you can start to trust yourself to open up your spiritual ear and your spiritual eyes to see and to hear to where when you start receiving information through your spirit, um, like that still small voice, like then you can, you, you have something to compare it to, to know, okay, does this sound like the father when he's talking in the, in the prophets? Like, does this sound like Jesus when he's teaching his disciples? Does this sound like Holy spirit in the book of acts? Like, does it, you know what I mean? Like there's certain yeah. things where, um, like that's your safety net. I feel like I need to put a disclaimer out there. Uh, just to reiterate, like we were just talking about as a friend, you want, you don't want to analyze your friend and like, it would be really weird if I spent a ton of time with Rachel and like, let's say I like, I don't know, went on vacation with Rachel, but mostly just for the purpose of like trying to figure out every detail of how she operates and the exact way that she wants her tea every day and all this kind of stuff. And that was my motive. It was like, I, I need to know. I, 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 that way I can walk away and be like, um, I know Rachel I'm the, the best. expert. I, yeah. I'm I, the like, I expert. so know her. Like, you don't, you don't understand, like, I understand her. You know what I mean? <laughs> and there are people that strive after knowing God like that. And it's not from – and they might not think of it this way. It might not be fully conscious. But I would just say to you, like, seek after the Lord – because he's your creator and that because you love him and you want to like embrace him, not because you want to fill some kind of, I don't know, prideful thing of like, I know the Lord so well and I'm his intimate friend in, in a boastful kind of way. Like we have to be careful to not strive after him in that way. Okay. So for example, you have, we'll just say Justin Bieber. <laughs> also, it is my dream. I'm just saying. I, I'm just being real. It's my dream for Justin Bieber to hear this podcast. Maybe not this particular episode, but I would just feel so honored if Justin Bieber were to somehow hear this podcast. So if y'all, anybody knows Justin Bieber. Share it around, guys. Tweet it. Okay. <laughs> you know, get it to him. But anyway, so let's say you have head of the Justin Bieber, the what are they? Fan club. Fan club, right? 
and they know his height, his weight, his hair color, where he was born, who his family members. Like you could know, like how many celebrities out there do people, fan people know? Like everything about them or so they think, you know, what, how they like their tea, like all those things, yeah. but they've never talked to them, never met them. Yep. And then you could have a friend who's their actual friend who hangs out with them all the time. And they might not know how they likes his coffee or his tea, but like they actually spend time with him. Yeah. So they know the things that bother him. They so, know the things that he really <laughs> enjoys, you know? So there's a difference between studying theology. I see a lot of I see a lot of, I don't know how to say this, dead religion and people who just study theology yeah, just so they can say they know everything about God and everything we've figured out about God. But then when you talk to them, it's like they don't actually know him. Like they're not his friend. <laughs> you know, it's like they know every the right answer to everything. Yeah. You know what's interesting? I, I don't want to like pull us really too off topic and I trust you to bring us back. Um <laughs> But the really interesting thing about that specifically is I was talking to a friend of mine and we were talking about, um, they had like brought, found this like very, mm, to put it nicely, uh, an eccentric um, preacher online who was preaching a gospel that has, it's not the Jesus gospel. It is not, let's just, it is not aligned with the Lord. Um, Very, mm, never mind. I won't go down the path, but regardless, let's just agree with me in faith that he's like not really preaching the real gospel, but he has a master's of theological study. And so my friend was like, how can you be so warped, but have a master's in theological study? Well, you don't have to, you don't have to know Jesus to get a master's. I, I, <laughs> yeah. And that's what I was like, well, like if you, if you have set opinions of like a doctor of divinity degree or whatever, if you have certain set opinions, like you can, go through that schooling just simply for the title to make, to legitimize, quote unquote, legitimize yourself when you're speaking to people. Um, There's lots of people who have a warped um, religious sense. And when they go through those kinds of schools, it only like further, um, what word am I looking for? Well, like confirms how they already feel because it's so, you got to understand too, that a lot of this, a lot of this study in these secular schools or whatever, it's, a lot of these people are agnostic, like the idea, like okay, there's a god, but he's kind of unknowable. He's not really involved, and and so it's like it's just man spending time, you know, figuring out what to th- what to think about God and how we can conceptualize God. With and it has nothing to do with actually knowing him. Like most of these people we talk to them, they're like God doesn't talk to people. <laughs> God doesn't work miracles. The things in the Bible, it's all metaphorical or whatever. Which is exactly my, which is, which is perfect because then it's like, you don't need to. It's all theoretical. Yeah. It's like, so I just say that in like, you don't have to be the most knowledgeable, heady, like I read every this and that of the Bible seven times a year or whatever. That does not equal, that does not equate a relationship with God. Like if you read those chapters in John and you read them every day for a month, and you really took them in, and you really took Jesus at his word, you'd probably be farther than any divinity, doctor of divinity yeah, degree yeah. out there, like a doctorate level. Because a lot of it is you got to walk it out. You have to go and live those things. But it's just also like taking the leap of faith that God wants to be known and wants to share himself with us. Mm. But he does have restrictions because he's God. And, and we are not. And, you know, like... <laughs> 
Like here it says, eat on verse four in Ephesians one, um, chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Like there's a certain thing where, you know, God's God. He's God and we're not. And and we're going to harp on this over and over again. But like. Put it on a t-shirt. It's by faith. So let's, okay, let's back this straight up and just get, try to get really practical. So one, read the word because you just want to get used to hearing his voice. That's like good. the example, I probably said this in a previous episode, but I'll just say my dad's story he tells all the time about the Radio Shack guy. So there was back in the 90s, he had to call Radio Shack multiple times for something related to work. And so he got to, got to know the guy on the phone who worked at that store because he talked to him, the representative, multiple times. He went to Radio Shack in the height of um, Christmas time and it's packed. And he walks in and he hears his voice talking in the store and he just knew he like his brain picked it out because that he just heard the guy. He heard this voice. He knew his voice. So when he heard the guy talking, he was able to pick out that guy's voice out of all the people talking and chattering. I love it. And that's really all this boils down to is when you have a heart for God and you want to love him for him and you want to come to him on his terms, you read the words so you can recognize his voice when he talks. Mm. So you can get Preach. to know him, right? Get to know his ways. You just, you, un, you, there's a Bible verse talking about knowing his ways, but I can't remember where it is right now, but you get to know how he operates, how he thinks. And, um, it's kind of like, you know, when some guy is interested in a girl and so he starts asking around his friends, he's like, Hey, you know, like I'm kind of into this chick. <laughs> like, what do you know about her? Like, you know, like, what does she like? What kind of music does she like? It's kind of like that when you read the Bible, like you're like, you're like, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about dating this, this guy, <laughs> you know, like it, I know it's kind of silly, but if you look at it like that, it's more fun in the sense that you're like, okay, I'm reading this Bible. Give me an understanding of who he is. And when God reaches out to you and you reach out to him in faith, like you can make that connection. And then practicing hearing his voice, just, um, and I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself from a previous episode, because I know not everyone's heard all these episodes, but like start, start with a very, very low risk question just to get quiet before God and just start with a really low risk question, like where it's not the end of the world if you got it wrong or you hear it wrong. But like, God, why did you make the lilies look like that? Or, or, or if you're at the ice cream shop, go, God, which, which flavor ice cream should I get today? Like just anything that's so low risk, that's not panic inducing. That's not like, Lord, how do I solve world hunger? (laughs) You know, like, you know, you start with something that is just gives you the ability to practice hearing that still small voice in your, so when we mean my still small voice is. Typically, when God speaks to you in your spirit, it's going to float up in your mind like a thought. And it's it's like a thought that's like your thought kind of in your voice, sort of, but it's not you because you know it's not you, but it's kind of in your own headspace. I'm just being real. Like, that's how it's not like God doesn't talk to us outside of us. He talks inside of us. And so it's like your spirit. He like talks to your spirit and the spirit kind of floats. It kind of floats and disseminates up through your mind. And, and that's why praying in tongues actually really helps with that flow, because when you're praying in tongues is bypassing your brain, <laughs> it's true. It's, right? It's bypassing your decision-making process in the sense that like it goes straight through. And so once you get a feel for like where that's coming from and how that operates, then you can kind of get a feel for when he's speaking to you. 
And and when you can just kind of trust him with like these low risk questions, like, you know, yeah. and, and then speak to him and speak to him like you would your friend. Like, don't go, oh, out there, Lord, I come before thee. Like your humble servant. Obviously, be respectful. You're not like, yo, yo, homie, like whatever. But like, yeah, you know, just come to him like you would talk to your friend and just tell him about your day. So to practice first, one, read the word. Two, start asking him low risk questions that if you get it wrong, you hear wrong. It's not the end of the world. And you just practice. And three, um, just talk to him. And yes, yeah, see, I was going to say that, like, seek him out, not because you need something or want something. Mm-hmm. And that could not, whether you need prayer or you just want to know something like, you know, what's your favorite flavor of bread? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't need to have that kind of detail with God right now. Just like talk to him with anything for only the purpose of wanting to spend time with him and no other agenda or motive that's another thing a lot of time people reach out to god in crisis moments when the the hardest time for you to hear from god is when you're in a crisis moment when you're filled with anxiety fear stress overwhelm like it it really does kind of shut down your innate the when you operate with god like when you're hearing from god and holy spirit operates in you it's like in the realm of peace like there's this you know god doesn't fret or worry so it's like he can't partner with your fret or worry or your anxiety and your stress Mm. because he doesn't do that it's kind of like like we said the the, last week with the boat and the waves and everyone's freaking out and they're like jesus don't you care we're dying and jesus is like shut up yo (laughs) like Calm down. (laughs) You know, there's a point in your life where you have to, you need to spend time with him when you're relaxed and you're not freaking out. Because if you wait to the moment of like, oh my gosh, this bad thing happened to me this week and I don't know what to do and I need God's help. It's really hard to connect with him when you haven't established a flow of relationship with him in the in the good times when you're not stressed out. And um, so, yeah, just express yourself to him. Just like read the Psalms. If you really want to help, want help, how do I talk to God and what's allowed and what's not allowed? You just read the Psalms. David whines, he complains, he yells, he screams, he cries, he celebrates, he praises. And he, He the whole gamut of emotional states are all represented by David in the the New Testament Psalms. I mean, not New Testament, the Old Testament Psalms. And like, it'll help. Like there's a Psalm. If you're feeling depressed and mad at God, there's a Psalm for that. (laughs) If you're feeling super happy and exultant, there's a Psalm for that. If you just feel like the enemy is taking you out, there's a Psalm for that. Are you on an emotional roller coaster (laughs) in one day? There's a Psalm for that. (laughs) You know, it's, it's for real. It's like, yeah, and I think what it is, is it's okay. Actually, it's essential. You have to be honest with God. If you, and it's really good to practice, you know, if you have a hard time telling people things or being open with people, just practice with God. You know, if you have to the imagine Jesus sitting there in a chair next to you, 
just sipping his tea because, or coffee. Well, I don't know about the tea part, but I was going to say, because he is, he's right there. And he's just there. He's like the best listener in the world, you know, like yeah. the one that like you can just keep pouring out and they just go, uh-huh. oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like just, just imagine that. And, you know, practice with God, like just tell him everything. Be super honest. He can handle it. All right. And, and in a very, very simple kind of note as well is that when you ask him a question and he gives you an answer, don't just like immediately run away and be like, okay, thanks. And go and tell somebody like still sit with him. Yeah. Cause sometimes there's follow-up questions or he wants to say more and he's just waiting to see what you'll do. Also, it's kind of like, how would you feel Don't if you rude. have a friend who calls you and like, hey, um, what was the thing that you liked? That thing? Okay, thanks. Bye. And like every time you talk, it's like, okay, thanks. Bye. Like, you know, like what? They no. only call you when you need something, you know? Oh, Nobody goodness. likes a friend that only calls you when they need something. Yeah. So just <laughs> be respectful. <laughs> Don't be that person. Don't be that person to Jesus. Jesus loves you. Yeah. He wants to talk with you. Uh, you just give yourself space and time to think and process and relax. A lot of time, honestly, when people say they soak or spend time with God or they have a quiet time with God, half the time is you just unloading your thoughts and sitting down and just giving yourself space to like go take a deep breath and go, okay, okay, all right, all right, Jesus. So, okay. I mean, if you have a commute, job i did this all the time when i was commuting because i was in my car i was by myself i i often don't listen to any kind of music or anything when i'm driving because i just enjoy the quiet and i would i would talk to god all the time i had a 45 minute commute and i would just be like so what's going on man i'm really bummed about this thing (laughs) that happened and um yeah i don't know my friend has made me kind of mad and I just feel like I'm really frustrated by it. And then I would just feel this little prompting of like, well, have you talked to him about it? I'm like, no, I probably should talk to him about it. Yeah, it's a good idea. You know, like I would literally just like verbally process out loud in my car by myself and just say things. And then I feel like Lord would tell me something in my head and out loud, I would respond back to him. It was fantastic. Like I've had so much growth and development just from speaking out loud to seemingly nothing. Um. <laughs> I don't know how to explain this because there's going to be a lot of people who are like saying, you know, the critics would say, God's not talking to you and it's all in your head and all that. We rebuke you. Um, I'll just say this. <laughs> we know as humans that we are designed. We need each other. We're designed for community. We're designed for family. Amen. And we need each other. And it's natural. Right? Yeah. Well, talking to God and hearing him talk to you is what we were designed to do. It was like part of our original DNA plan. Um, yeah, like he came and talked and walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. Yeah. Like that was the whole point. And so it is the most natural thing in the world for you to talk to God and hear from him and for him to talk to you and you hear from him and him tell you what to do and you obey him it is the most natural thing in the world. And it's one of those humps you just got to get over. And something that really freed me when I first got saved, I was a baby, baby Christian. I'm talking about Christianese. <clears throat> a baby Christian is a very newly saved person. Um, and the, I think it was a, what pastor at the time said, um, when you're talking to critics, it's like so many people wouldn't think twice or think it's weird or, you know, they might not even, they might not agree with you, but they won't think it's weird if you say, oh yeah, I prayed. I prayed to God about that. 
right? Be like, oh yeah, you people pray. Lots of different religions pray to people, whatever. They wouldn't think it's fine, right? Nothing weird about praying. So then why is it so weird to think that God would answer you back? Why, like it, it, something about that of like freed me up so much to think that, oh yeah, so you don't think it's weird that I pray to God, but you think it's weird that he answers me back. It just really kind of helped to free me from the bonds of the opinions of people who maybe didn't think the same way I thought or whatever. So I would just encourage you, if maybe you have those people in your life or those thoughts, one, you don't have to talk to them about it. Just putting that out there. You can keep your relationship (laughs) to yourself or to people who actually believe in the same things that you do. Um, And two, um, you're not crazy. Like the Lord will talk back to you. He will answer you. And- Remember, like, anything that God does is life-giving. So he says, um, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. He's like, I, the truth, you know, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's going to give you the truth. The truth will set you free. Like, if God's talking to you, then there should be fruit on it. Like, it should actually help you grow you, mature you, challenge you. That doesn't mean it's necessarily going to feel like sunshine and rainbows. But yeah. you will know, like, ooh. Because if, if you it, yeah. if you have a good relationship with a father or a mother and or a teacher, they're gonna discipline you. They're gonna you know, they're right. gonna like your teacher's gonna grade your paper. Like you may love your teacher, teacher love you, but at some point, like there's going if you to do be too bad, you're gonna get a bad grade. <laughs> right? And then they're gonna sit down and you talk to you, it's like we need to improve this grade. Like it's not all gonna be sunshines and rainbows. Um but if it checks with scripture, meaning if it if that voice sounds familiar and you can really it's like okay, that sounds like him. If um, one of the quickest ways to, to, this is something we've talked about, maybe we need to touch on. One of the quickest ways to know whether Holy Spirit is talking to you or not is he tells you things you don't want to hear or don't want to do. We might've mentioned this before, but like if, if you're like, but not like in a devil kind of way, yeah, it'd be like, okay, I'm mad at my friend or whatever and, or my neighbor. And I'm like ready to like. You know, and Holy write them like, a really nasty note. You and Holy need to Spirit's forgive like, them. Yeah, no, you're not going to do that, and you need to forgive them. And you're like, what? I don't know. You know, it's when the, it's when like when God challenges you to do things that you don't want to do, but you know it's the right thing to do. If your flesh is not gratified, it might be Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then run it by somebody you trust. You know, and say, hey, I feel like this is what God was telling me, and you know, run it by somebody you trust and. And they can say, hey, you know what? That really does. It lines up with scripture. It yeah. lines up with what Holy Spirit sounds like when he's talking to me. And you explore that thing together. What I don't want you to do is to freak out and stress out so bad that you lock yourself up. And then you either don't ever talk to him or go to the new age. Like, I just don't want anybody to go down the new age path. That's our new tagline. It's Whatever like, you do, don't go new age. You know, because... You know, eh, there's a lot of people saying that they speak to the dead. And I mean, I'm not saying that other people don't have spiritual um, experiences. And we've talked about this before. Like, this is how you but check some balances. Spiritual, it, just because an experience is spiritual does not mean it is holy spiritual. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That like, was a play on words. Like, I go to the C.S. Lewis adage, and I think he's in mere Christianity. Jesus was either completely crazy and deceived, a liar and a shyster. Or he was who he said he was. Yeah. And you kind of, all boils, all of it, all boils down to those three options. Yeah. The, you know? The, he was either a lunatic, a liar, or Lord. And in today's day and age, like the new age and stuff, I would say someone's either deceived, a deceiver, 
or they're telling the truth. Mm. And my personal goal in life is to be the tell the truth person. And I, I open myself up to judgment in the sense that y'all listeners and things like, you know, don't just take what we say as gospel gold, you know, yeah, compare it and contrast it. But, um, I think sometimes when you have the inner witness of the Holy Spirit, that's another Christianese inner witness, like Holy Spirit, like when things just land right and you just hear right and you just like, I just know, I don't know how I know. I just know it's because it's the Holy Spirit in you knows and is saying, yes, I agree with that. And sometimes you even have a knowing before you hear him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're not hearing him, you might have a knowing, you know, you might could- have a. We also could talk about this for, you know, like five hours. So we do need to put a a, a pin in something. Fine, Virginia. Fine. We love you all. And we know that we know that you love listening to us. And we so appreciate it. I know that you probably don't want to listen to us for like an hour and a half straight. If you do leave us a comment, (laughs) we'll put a special episode out. Uh, But no, we are, as you can tell, like we really do love to talk about this and Rachel is of course a teacher. So she wants to help to educate us all. And we are grateful um, because this podcast wouldn't exist otherwise. So um, (laughs) yeah, but we do, we do want to like give you guys something that was practical that you can take away that you can really say, okay, I think I have a better understanding of of this and let me go and work on it. Is that fair? Yeah. And sometimes we learn just by hearing people talk things out. So Thank you for listening to us talk things out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning into this episode of We Talk About Things a Lot. <laughs> no, right. it's good. This is Rachel and Virginia signing off. Um, we'll see you in Feb. We'll see you in February. <laughs> I love it. See you in February. Bye, guys. Bye. This has been an episode of Life for Your Soul, brought to you by the Sevenfold. For more info on who we are and what you've heard in today's episode, head over to thesevenfold.com. Today we leave you with this blessing from 3 John. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Until next time, this is Life for Your Soul.